Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Saka Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Yes, welcome. It's your Tuesday afternoon cricket fix with Travis Wakeling and Jason Gillespie. Great to have you with us today. We've got a huge show. We've got our Night Watchman segment. Now, dears, for the Night Watchman segment, I've got someone who is boasting a one-day batting average of 83. 83? 83. That's not a Night Watchman. Current player. Night watchman. Yep. So we'll. Uh, 83. Yep. So no I'll, way. I'll let you think about that okay, one. I'll see you a bit. <laughs> We've got uh, UK import playing in Premier cricket here in South Australia. His name's Ethan Bamber. Yep. He's got a famous dad as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing about nice. Ethan and uh, and his story. And then you're going to do Dizzy's Off Field 11, which I'm really looking forward to. It's cricket's best blokes. And we want a nice balanced team of uh, yep. of good blokes. So I'm looking forward to that. Diz, how's the week been? You're obviously down in uh, Victoria last week. A couple of close losses, but still it's, some reasonable performance. Yeah, it was a tough week. We had, obviously, the losses were disappointing. I thought the Shield game was was a tricky one because it was a, the, the toss played such a big role in that. Unfortunately, we, we didn't get the, the right side of the coin and found ourselves batting on a surface that, that offered quite a bit of assistance. And that did settle down, but that's why I was so proud of the players to to, to get so close to uh, getting a win. I thought we bowled beautifully throughout the game. We applied ourselves really well um, with the bat. Uh, the surface was tricky first innings. Second innings, we, we did a lot better um, with the stick. Um, and I thought we bowled well throughout the game. Other than our first, probably in the first innings, our you know first 20 overs, we probably let um, Victoria get away a little bit. Um, but overall, um, I was proud of the efforts of the lads. Um, you know, we are progressing. We, we are playing a lot of tight tussles. We're not getting beaten, um, thrashed, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, we're competing hard. And, you know, to, to take those seven wickets and put a real fright up Victoria was uh, was a good result. Um, obviously, the, the one-day game, we just didn't score enough runs. Yeah. Um, but, again, we, uh, we managed to take a few wickets and... Uh, and show that, that we can hang in games. Absolutely, and it goes to show, like, obviously everyone knows how good our bowling lineup can be, but um, you're right about that, the the toss on day one. It felt <laughs> felt incredibly unlucky to uh, to get those conditions, but, you know, that's that's cricket for you, isn't it? That is. That's exactly right, and and that is the game, and, and ultimately we we couldn't find a way to overcome uh, those challenging conditions, and, and we just didn't score enough runs in the first innings. And I think, had we got, you know, managed to get another 30, another 20, to 30 in each innings, and there were a strong chance of winning that game. Just wanted to quickly touch on Harry Nilsson's form. He's um, mm. He hit that 50 in the unfortunate semi-final for the strikers, but since then, he's been in pretty good touch. 
He has. He, he's, he's batted very well this year. Uh, he's come in some tricky situations and applied himself. He's got through some tough periods. He's been able to take the bowling on when the situation dictates. And he's in fine form, absolutely. And another, look, the Sackage Cricket Show has struck again. So we interviewed Josh Kahn, first episode of yep. the show. He ended up getting listed uh, for the strikers a few days later. A couple of weeks ago, we interviewed Jake Winter. Yep. Surely enough, <laughs> he comes in, makes his debut for the Redbacks uh, in the one-day cup. How, you know, how you've been obviously impressed with Jake's form? Look, he, you only have to look at his premier cricket performances. Um, you know, I think in his last six innings, he's, he's hit three centuries. Um, that form was something that we, we couldn't ignore. And when there was a, a, a position available, um, you know, he, he, he's earned that through, through performances at, at premier cricket. And we had a spot available. Um, you know, it was a last minute thing. Obviously, Daniel Drew um, withdrew from the game for personal reasons. And we needed uh, someone to come in and we thought, well, we need to, need to reward some performances. And, uh, you know, we, we had a look at, obviously, Jake Winter, probably the likes of Josh Kahn, and these guys were considered, but ultimately, you know, someone who's uh, hit a couple of 150-plus scores um, in recent times in, in one-day cricket, 50-over cricket, ultimately uh, got rewarded. And, yeah, huge huge achievement for Jake. Congratulations to him. I know he'd obviously be listening as a friend of the show. So, <laughs> um, well done, Jake. Now, uh, we had some international cricket over the weekend. Finally, we got an exciting game of international cricket here at Adelaide Oval for the summer. How good was that? The T20 it, it was, Sunday night. It was amazing on Sunday night. I really enjoyed it. I was actually there um, doing some work and got to see firsthand just uh, probably one of the best innings you'll see in T20 cricket from Glenn Maxwell. 120 not out of 55 balls. It was uh, it was extraordinary striking. But um, I, I can't remember so many sixes being hit in a T20 game. And, Unbelievable. I mean, Ad- Adelaide's got a reputation in the BBL. It's a... Uh, highest scoring ground, uh, that and Hobart. Um, we saw the the first two games, um, you know, most certainly, you know, a lot of runs, you know, all four innings, 200 plus scores. So um, very entertaining for the for the punters, maybe not so much fun for the bowlers. Oh gosh, absolutely. And nice to see that West Indies make a bit of a fist of a comeback at the, at the end there and only lose by 30 runs, which is a pretty good effort, but not without uh, Spencer Johnson, the local hero, coming in and taking a couple of couple of nice wickets as well. Yeah, he got a wicket with his second ball, I think, which was, which was great. Probably would have settled his nerves a little bit. Um, what, what was really interesting on Sunday night was the West Indies were scoring at 10 runs and over, and yet they were no chance of winning the game. No. When it got into the last five overs, they, they pretty much had no chance of winning the game, and they were scoring at 10s. It's extraordinary for Australia to score 241 runs. Um, at one point, I think it was in the 15th over, 15 over mark, the West Indies were ahead of Australia at the same time. Unbelievable. It was absolutely extraordinary. And, uh, you know, Glenn Maxwell was, was just sublime. It was fantastic. And, and how about the finishing from Tim David? I, I've been a bit of a sceptic right. at, at international level. He hadn't really come in and taken, taken a grasp of that spot. But the, the selectors have stuck with him. And those last, geez, these last two games, he's really started to repay and show that he's got that specialist finishing skill as well. Yeah, I, I really like the, the selectors have shown their faith in him because he had a quiet BBL for the Hobart Hurricanes. But they've obviously like what they see with Tim David, and and I think that backing and support of a player, and we've seen that 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 pays off, and and it certainly has. Tim David, I think he got thirty one or fourteen yeah. balls or something like that, and 
you know, that, that just shows the faith that the Australian selectors, they, they've played their hand. They're, they're pretty consistent, to be fair, um, this, uh, these selectors for Australia at the moment. I think they're, they're very consistent with their selections. And absolutely. We've, got some, we've had some other international cricket on the weekend as well. The under-19 World Cup. Boy, oh boy. Wow. Aussies getting up over India in an ICC final for the third time in 12 months. Um, I mean, that, that was a great result, but I think the semi-final where they scraped home nine yeah. wickets down against Pakistan on a really tricky surface. It was a tricky chase. Uh, that that was a fantastic win, and, and that got them to the final. Um, and then they just overran India. Uh, they were too good. They, they got to bat first. And that, the surface out there at Willowmore Park in Benoni was just deteriorating. That square looks very tired. Um, Australia played very well. They did. And do you, do you have any uh, any any favourites in that team? Any that you've been keeping a closer eye on? Well, Straker in the semi-final. Uh, good long-haired lad. Uh, bowls with good pace. Uh, got six for. Uh, yep. Bowled beautifully. Uh, Marley Budman from Western Australia. I think he's a real talent. And we'll see him in first class uh, for Western Australia sooner rather than later. Uh, I think Cameron Vidler from Queensland. Uh, flame-haired, fast bowler. Bowls very quick. He's He's got some good pace. Um, but I really like this lad from... Uh, Victoria, Harry Dixon, uh, yeah. left-hand batter, um, hits the ball hard. Um, you know, there's comparisons, you know, talking about, you know, he hits the ball a bit like David Warner. Yeah. I think David Warner's his hero, um, probably modelled himself on him. Yeah. So there's, so look, I think the, the future of Australian cricket is in very, very good hands. That's right. And we've got a lot of gun under-19 cricketers in South Australia. We couldn't, we still couldn't even get someone in the squad. No. Is there a couple of players who you think would have been close to that squad um, who we should look out for in South Australian cricket? Yeah, I think so. I like Thomas Brown, who plays for Adelaide Uni. Uh, big, tall, off-spinning all-rounder. I think he's, he's certainly got a future. I think Hamish Case has, has yeah. certainly, certainly got a future there. But there's a number of players there who... I think just in time, they'll, they'll develop and you know, potential opportunities will present themselves at some point in the future. But the, the fact they're playing together at the moment in the club competition, I think is a massive positive. And these guys are being exposed to different scenarios, different situations, and they're working things out, problem solving together. That can only uh, help strengthen their camaraderie, their bonds and, you know, going out there and playing playing some good cricket. So I think it's a massive positive. Very exciting for Australian cricket. Well, speaking of exciting for Australian cricket, we uh, we still love to get our international imports in to strengthen our system and uh, be able to take our game locally to the next level. And we've got an international import playing in Premier Cricket coming up as our next guest. Can't wait to speak to Ethan Bamber of the Adelaide Uni Cricket Club coming up next. You're listening to the Saka Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Welcome back. I'm sitting here at Studio Lumo with the great Jason Gillespie for a Saka Cricket Show. We have a very special guest on the line. It's an international recruit playing in our Saka Premier Cricket Comp. His name is Ethan Bamber, playing for Adelaide Uni Cricket Club. Ethan, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks very much for having me. Pleasure to, to be here. <laughs> right, it's your second season in South Australia, and obviously you you actually have played uh, 49 first-class games for, for Middlesex, but you're playing here in our Premier Cricket competition. What Tell us what brought you to Adelaide. I think my, my initial decision was driven by a couple of things um, last year or kind of 18 months ago. The first being, obviously, that it's a ridiculous privilege of the job that I'm very lucky to do, um, to be able to spend a winter out here and... Um, working in, in brackets <laughs> in the sun chasing summers um and to experience you know a different way of life the cricket is obviously fantastic and that takes care of itself but 
that experience uh, was something that really inspired me. And then I think also I had a difficult year in 22. I hadn't performed as I would have liked, and I felt that the area I really needed to improve was my actual like playing of the game and kind of that being really present in in the match, not worrying so much about um, stuff that was happening inside or technically, but actually playing the game, getting in the contest and working out ways of being effective in different conditions and this place seemed to kind of tick all the boxes. Um, and the reason it was Adelaide in the end is because of a contact through Middlesex. Um, yeah, so that that just um, kind of all works very seamlessly. Yeah, well, I'm very grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I said, you've got a you played 49 first class games and you've got a really good record so you're averaging 26 with the ball so what do you what do you put that down to is it the uh the the green tops in england that uh that help out your your bowling numbers or is it the the experience that you're getting playing cricket in adelaide as well how are you finding your experience at first class level so far i think it'd be remiss definitely not to mention that i've bowled on some some handy decks back home (laughs) or some some nice some nice cricket balls um but I would hope that that's not the only reason I've been able to, you know, do it okay at different points. Um, I think definitely last year was was the first year that I played in Division One, um, and we encountered a lot of really good players on good wickets. Um, and I think my experiences here that that previous winter really helped in terms of like different fields and being used to wickets being flatter and having to kind of be better for longer just to use another cricketing cliche. Although we we played a few games with Peterborough last year actually and. Um, I didn't go quite as well as I'd have liked to know, so still lots of work to do. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you've encountered some good players here in Adelaide as well. So one player in particular yeah, who's, yeah. A, who's a South Australian that we absolutely love is Lloyd Pope. So you were playing oh, in, yeah. in the game in the, in the uh, under-19 World Cup, uh, I believe it was 2018, where Lloyd Pope was... As we well know, he uh, took eight wickets and you were one of his his victims on that day and now you're playing against him in, in Premier Cricket. How, how are you finding playing against Lloyd at, at the club level, having having had him bowl to you sort of six or seven years ago? Yeah, well, it's a great great privilege, obviously, to be part of that, that eight for um, anything I can do to help the Australian crew. <laughs> and, um, and he actually got he got me out three weeks ago as well, so nothing's changed really. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. he's a good bowler. Like maybe I haven't progressed as, as much as I'd have liked. No, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure he have not have when you when you can't pick spin. But um, no, he's very very good. He's far too good for me. Well, um, you you are a bowler, of course. So <laughs> and you so you, yeah. t- tell us you're doing a little bit of work with uh, with Mark Mark Cosgrove over this summer with a group of English bowlers. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's been awesome. Um, Hopefully it's kind of mutually beneficial, but certainly I think from our perspective, it's just phenomenal practice. We kind of netball once or twice a week at uh, the Redback squad or the Emerging or you know whoever's around if there's a Shield game on, um, and it's just quality. So you obviously bowl good players on good surfaces, um, and it's a lovely kind of no strings attached arrangement. You just like rock up, bowl, and leave. It's ideal, really. So um, no, they've been so generous, Cosy, uh, Stubbo. Everyone's been really welcoming, and it's just perfect. I think hopefully. Hopefully they're allowed to get something out of it and um, definitely for us it's invaluable practice. So, yeah, it's been really, really good. I've heard on the grapevine that you're quite a hard trainer as well. Do you, do you put a lot of, you obviously put a lot of time into your cricket? <laughs> well, um, I think when, you're, when you don't have a lot of talent like me and you're not blessed with a natural kind of X factor, you have to, I, I don't know, um, it's not probably for me to say, but I would hope that I'm fairly diligent and um, that kind of stuff for me is quite important, like, making sure that I feel in the best place. I've struggled in the past with um, kind of 
feeling maybe like I don't necessarily deserve to be there. So one of the ways that I combat that is in my preparation or try and combat that is in my preparation. So, yeah, I de definitely don't always get it right. And trying to reflect at the moment, actually, on whether I'm training the right way and getting moving forward. But definitely the intention is there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're obviously so you're playing your cricket at Adelaide Uni Cricket Club. Is there any... Are there any young yeah. players that, you, that you're playing with at Adelaide Uni that are really impressing you since you've been playing here? Well, um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of really, really good players. Um, it's a bit of a, a, a dark horse maybe to mention now, but he can use move to Port this year. But I played a lot. I loved opening the bowling with, um, with Liam Greaver last year. I think he's around the staff stuff. That was so much fun. Um, although the uni boys will slate me because obviously he doesn't play there anymore. Um, Cam Edwards is opening the batting for uni. I'm like, just such a relaxed, lovely guy and a phenomenal player. I don't think he has any idea how good he is. Um, some of the shots he plays. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely more, but just off the top of my head, there are two. Now, did it, did it ever cross your mind to, uh, to take up a career in acting? Because I know that you've got a father who, uh, who played a, a pretty significant role in a very, very well-known movie. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, well, um, both, both my parents actually uh, are actors. And um, unfortunately, I was not blessed with any any talent in that area. Um, I just used to laugh on stage. But yeah, Dad, um, I think I assume the one that you're referring to is Hitler in Valkyrie. Yes. Uh, which is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my parents are a lot more interesting than I am. <laughs> um, and that seems, to get, that seems to get brought up a lot. Was there um, any cricket talent between yeah, your parents? Yeah. Or was that just you? Uh, <laughs> I don't think they'll mind me saying, not between my parents, but my brother was a very good, like, child sports person and taught me to play um, so I kind of owe most of my stuff to him Do you think that any of the acting talent that's come through your genes uh, would have, would be helping you on the cricket pitch at all maybe with your, your appeals or acting not out when you've maybe <laughs> nicked, one to the, nicked one to the keeper, does it help you with the cricket at all? That's a good point, maybe I should influence it a few more, I'm sure there's a few guys in grey cricket who think that my carry on is, <laughs> is similar to someone being on stage but um, yeah I'm not not deliberately, but it probably comes out somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, Ethan, mate, you've got such a sensational story, and I think we could. There's so many things that I uh, have sort of found out about you with my with my research for this interview, and mate, there's plenty that we could talk about. But unfortunately, with the fun of radio, we've got a limited time to talk about it. So, um, all the best for the rest of the season. I hope you're loving your time in in Adelaide, and we're certainly loving having such a great professional cricketer like yourself in our system. So, all the best for the rest of the season, and uh, look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Oh, thanks, man. That's so fun. Cheers. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. All the best. Cheers. Thanks, Ethan. That was Ethan Bamba from the Adelaide Uni Cricket Club. Coming up next, we have Dizzy's Good Bloke 11. I can't wait to hear it. I'm already speculating about who it could be. So that's coming up next after the break. You're listening to the Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Yes, you're back. We're talking cricket here. It's myself, Travis Wakeling, and Jason Dizzy Gillespie, and we are about to hear... From the great man himself, now obviously one of the great blokes in cricket, as as you are yourself, mate, but you obviously got to play with some fantastic blokes mm. and cricketers. We want to hear about your best blokes off-field 11. Uh, now, you can play, could have played with or against the players, so I'm going to hand the baton over to you and uh, take us through uh, all of your different players in your team and why you've chosen them. Well... It's a very difficult list to come up with because you, you come across so many uh, great characters and great people and, and who in turn become your great mates uh, 
throughout a journey. And uh, so it, it makes it quite tough. But I've, I've tried to limit this list and just have it, guys that um, really enjoy celebrating a win or um, enjoy, you know, just being part of a, of a winning team and whether it's sitting in the change room and just, just sharing stories or, or heading out and, you know, celebrating as well as they possibly can. So I've tried to come up with a team that reflects this. Um, so I'll start with a former South Australian opener, uh, Paul Nobes. Okay. Now, Nobesy just enjoyed, uh, played the game, obviously, you know, really hard. He was a, he was a uh, very tough competitor out on the field um, you know, as an opening batter. His swashbuckling is, is the word. <laughs> he was unorthodox. The word. He had the big, uh, big back lift and back and across movement. He looked to murder anything short, uh, square of the wicket. Um, but he, he did enjoy, you know, if, if we won a game, he, he enjoyed getting down to the hotel bar and... Uh, and having a couple of uh, bourbon and cokes, and uh, he was he was just a lot of fun because he's one of the great storytellers, Noji, and uh, that's why I, I always enjoyed uh, his company because he, he had a story for every situation, and that's what what made me laugh, and uh, so that's why I've got Noji in the opening the batting, the, opening the batting. I was a young kid when I, I first came in the South Australian team, so I was this young kid, and he was my club captain as well, yeah. and he took me under his wing a little bit, and. And the stories he had about, you know, his, um, you know, his career facing, you know, the, the great fast bowlers around the country and that, I was just mesmerised. So yeah. it, was, it was great fun. Um, next one I'm going to go is Matty Hayden. And I say this because he just always makes me laugh. He's almost like a big cartoon character, <laughs> big Hados. And, you know, we've all heard his commentary. He's, he's very unique as a commentator and um, he, he's out there and he's... Um, but he, he does he does make me laugh. He the, really rocks the hat as well. He rocks always, the hat. Always got yeah. that, um, the, the, that the, hat going on. The, there is a there's a wonderful story that Darren Lehman loves telling about Matt Hayden. So when he was coach of the Brisbane Heat in the inaugural early days of the BBL, and Haydos was still playing, and Darren and someone else for the general manager of the Brisbane Heat went to Matt Hayden's house to talk to him about maybe signing for the Brisbane Heat. So they go into the into Haydos's like, uh, like office. And they sit down, and there's this big life-size cardboard cutout of Hado, Hados, <laughs> in the corner. And so they're talking, and and Hados gets up, and as Darren says, he, he walks around and he stands next to this cardboard cutout, and he points to it. He says, "Look," uh, and Matt says to the to um, Buffer and and the other lad there, um, "I just want to know, guys, what is the Brisbane Heat going to provide?" For this gentleman right here, <laughs> and he's pointing to his own cardboard cutout. <laughs> Absolutely, and so they were a bit gobsmacked. Like, uh, who are we talking about here? Uh, are we talking about you or the cardboard cutout? So, oh, so Hados is yeah, and and he just a just a wonderful guy, yeah. very funny, uh, up and about all the time. He um, always have your back as a teammate. Um, yeah, just what you want. funny character. Um, first drop. First drop. I'm going to go uh, one of my skippers, uh, Ricky Ponting. Just just a great guy to have around. Uh, again, a great storyteller. Um, just just enjoy, enjoy sitting around. He, he loved just – he loved the change room. He loved the change rooms. He Not, not very much about, you know, going out and doing all um, – you know, going to different places, things like that. He loved sitting there in his whites – Maybe just having a quiet drink and 
again telling stories and you know he had everyone mesmerized it was it was great fun yeah, it was uh, in house. he, he yeah. really enjoyed that um i'm gonna go number four i'm gonna go my mate buffo lehman um just larger than life character uh, his biggest i think he's one of his biggest skills and why he's such a successful coach he's such an inclusive person uh, inclusive character uh, i remember when i first started playing for south australia um he made a real effort to make me feel really welcome in that dressing room. I was a young, nervous 19 year old kid and I didn't really know the lads particularly well. He would always make an effort to come and say hello and have a chat and in, include me and invite me to, oh, lad, oh, the lads are just going down to the pub and just going to have a quick beer, mate. So, mate, dudes, come along, mate. Come and have yeah. a beer with us. And he, very inclusive person. And um, it's no shock to me he's turned himself into a wonderful coach and, uh, and leader of, of people. So that, so he, he's he, certainly been successful as well. That, yeah, uh, he most certainly has. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, you know, he played the game the right way, yeah. looked to be positive, looked to entertain people. And, uh, yeah, he, he was just a, a great person uh, to have around. Um, number five, I'm going to go someone, maybe not a lot of people. I've got two people for the number five spot. I've gone Travis head purely based on the world cup exploits of a few <laughs> months ago. Um, uh, Trav's a, again, one of these, he, he's a big talker. He's, yeah. he, dominates a room because he just loves telling stories and um, and enjoys the company of his mates. And uh, I, I would have loved to have played cricket with Trav. I, I've only Seems ever very, coached He's him. an old school cricketer, isn't he, he? He is an old school cricketer. That's a really good way to describe Travis. He's an old school cricketer. Uh, I would love to have played with him because I, I think he, he, he always takes the game on and will take the positive option. And uh, he, he would have been great to play under, uh, a great teammate and, uh, and, and mate. So you don't have him, but... I'm going to go a guy I played uh, county cricket at Yorkshire with a bloke by the name of Anthony McGrath, who is Darren Lehman's best mate or one of his best mates, um, purely because he is the funniest person that I've ever come across in my life. (laughs) He is just, he he plays pranks on people, all all good natured. Um, uh, He just, he's just funny. He tells stories, he tells jokes. He's, uh, he was a very fine batsman. He played for England. You know, the, the stories that he told about what they used to get up to. I remember one story at Yorkshire. He told that when it was a rain delay, the boys were off. He he got a couple of the boys. They snuck away. One of the lads' <laughs> cars. They got the keys. They got into the boot and got all the uh, stuff out and took a couple of his tyres off and just left them next to the car. So at the end of the day's play, the rain called off for rain. Yeah, like goes out there in his suit. After a day's play, and his car's up on a jack with his tire. Uh, so in the rain, he's had to put his tire back on, and the boys are sort of just watching, giggling their heads off. <laughs> um, so they used to get up to that sort of stuff. Yeah. I remember he said they they also one year, um, one of the lads got a brand new car, and he was bragging about it so much, I was sick of it. So they went and advertised it in the paper at a ridiculously cheap price. Yeah. Like, uh, like half price, and so this bloke had like a hundred voicemails inquiring about his car. <laughs> so just stupid stuff Classic like that. Prank. Like, classic yeah. prank. Yeah. Um, number six, I've gone for one of my late great mates, Andrew Simons. Um, just one of the best blokes you'll ever come across. Um, he was just a lovely guy. Loved his teammates. Would do anything for him. You'd find him always in the hotel bar, holding court, telling stories. Stuffing up the stories as well. Um, you know, he's, there's, you know, the, I remember at his funeral, we were all reminiscing about all the funny stories of, of Andrew Simons. There's, there's so many, um, it's hard to pick one, but I, what I, there is one. 
uh, he was here in Adelaide. Yeah. And he was down Rundle Mall and this young lady who was an uh, attractive young girl and, yeah. and Simo was a single man and um, walked up and, oh, what are you doing? She, she was selling um, tickets for, you know, to win prizes, like some yeah. prize. And, yeah. And Andrew, and not he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, uh, Roy. And he said, oh, and um, what time, when is this being drawn? And she said, oh, it's drawn on the 31st of this month. And, you know, he's trying to impress her and ignite himself. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, well, then um, I'll be getting a call from you, won't I, on the 32nd? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the look on her face, like one of the other Queensland boys was there giggling their head off and she just looked a bit bemused. Uh, no, that's not the case. <laughs> oh, that's um, so, yeah, Simo, yeah, there's... Uh, there's dozens of stories about the great, uh, late great Andrew Simons. Uh, one cool. day we'll, I'll unpack those. Yeah. Maybe on another show we can do an Andrew Simons yeah, tribute. Do a special. A special on the great man. He's yeah. an absolute beauty. Um, well, mate, we, and we're going to have to wind up. We've got a couple of minutes to get through okay, the rest. So, okay. you, mate, you've got um, uh, I've got, you've got a story for each of them. I do. So maybe we need to go I'll, in I'll more detail next week. I'll, I'll fly through these now. Adam Gilchrist, one of the great celebrators of victories. Uh, he was brilliant. Ian Joseph Harvey. All round oh, from Victoria, yes. uh, he was. He was. Uh, him and I uh, developed quite a close uh, relationship, and that when we were playing together in the one day space, and we used to hang out a bit. Um, who can't leave out the great man, uh, yeah. the late great Shane Keith Warne. Yeah. Um, he loved a loved a night out and enjoyed enjoyed himself. Um, best man at my wedding, number ten, Damien Fleming. Um, wonderful guy. Um, just a laugh a minute. One of the funniest men you'll ever come across. Yeah. Um, and I've gone a couple of Queenslanders to round out 11 and 12. Um, the great Michael Kasprovich and um, Andy Bickle. Um, okay, yes. Two of the, two of the greatest, uh, greatest blokes that you'll come across. Two of the greatest team men. There was no wonder that Queensland had such success in that era. They had characters like, like Mike Kasprovich, Andy Bickle, you know, driving standards and that. And, but also they knew, they knew when to have fun. Knew when it was time to have fun, but they knew when it was time to work. And yeah. uh, and I learnt a lot just spending time with those guys in the Australian dressing room. Yeah, and uh, imagine just imagine if they were born in a different age where yourself, the likes yeah. of yourself and and Glenn McGrath and Brett Lee went went around. They would have played a lot more Test cricket for Australia. But Diz, yeah. that was absolutely fascinating. <laughs> I hope our listeners have enjoyed that as much as I did. I sort of got lost in your <laughs> stories there for a, for a minute, but uh, no, that was good fun. So look forward to unpacking more of that, like you said, in a future show. Next up on the show, we have our Night Watchman segment. Can't wait. This guy averages 83 in one day cricket for domestic level. So can't wait to hear about how he gets, how he's so successful with the stick in hand. So that'll be coming up next. You're listening to the Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Welcome back. Travis Wakeling and Jason Dizzy Gillespie here with a very special guest. Now, the Night Watchman, it's one of my favourite segments on this show. I love putting it together every week. And uh, we've got someone who is specifically in very good form with the bat at the moment. I mentioned off the top that he averages 83 in one-day domestic cricket. That's extraordinary. That, that, mate, that's designated batter territory, 83. That, that's brilliant. That is. And I know the listeners have been waiting to hear who it is. Some of you would have guessed. But, of course, it is the one and only Harry Conway. Harry, welcome to the show. 
Hi, mate. Thank you very much for having me. It's quite an intro. Mate, well, you're, you're, at record, you're at record level at the moment with your batting. You know, 83, you must be, you must be working on it quite a lot to, uh, to be averaging something like that in professional cricket. Yeah, obviously it's a yeah, it's a it's a bit of a strange run being um being a bowler so low down the order, but uh yeah, no, we we you know, all the bowlers and the all rounders in the off season um here in Adelaide put a lot of work into their batting knowing that um potentially would be required maybe um more more than often. So, um yeah, you look at guys like Nathan McAndrew, Ben Menenti and where's Agar bat and uh I guess yeah, there's a few of us that are trying to emulate what they're doing. Um in shield games when we need the runs and it's it's obviously about trying to get the runs as, as much as you need them rather than when um, other guys are doing well so you know they were important runs it was great now and uh you i if if our listeners haven't already watched cricket australia posted a video of your 43 it's not it's not every day you get a 40 a score of 40 posted the highlights on uh onto the onto the website but uh your style and your little intricacies are so unique and i i'm wondering is this because you spent time with new with steve smith at new south wales or is it actually steve smith that learned this off of you <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. It was the, it was the first way around. Um, <laughs> no, I've watched Steve, Steve bat a lot at training, and um, yeah, it definitely got similar mannerisms and movements um, with the way that I set up. But yeah, it's funny that you say that. Harry Nielsen obviously got into me. He got sixty, and um, he worked his ass off to get his runs. And then um, yeah, no, there wasn't a there was a video posted for him, so he was pretty uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely stitched up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. That's great. How much are you? How much are you working on your batting? Are you are you spending a bit of time? Obviously, uh, the great man across the desk from me has a, a test two hundred one. I'm not sure if you've heard about that, but um, does he does he spend a bit of time teaching you how to how to hold the stick? Yeah, absolutely. As, as I mentioned before, like in the off season, Dizzy made a huge um, emphasis on on guys down the lower order. Whilst we're all in Adelaide, um, getting together and, and trying to work on. Um, scoring important runs as much as we could, and we we practiced for hours and hours in the indoor centre in particular, and then um, you know getting tested out on the wanger uh, at training as well. So it's something that we've carried on throughout the year as well. It's been really consistent focus from this, um, and all the coaches have bought in. I think um, you know even our batting and bowling coach have really um, you know emphasised how important it is. Uh, you know being a team sport, and yeah, as you say, Dizzy was uh, a great. Uh, batter in his own right, um, being a pace bowler. So yeah, it's been it's been a huge focus. And uh, you're in good form with the ball as well. So um, obviously a feature of our white ball teams here in SA. Um, sort of two for forty five off the ten overs in what was a pretty close game in the end. And you played a significant part in that. Obviously disappointing to not get the result, um, but sort of you made a real fist of it in the end after putting on a. Um, probably slightly below par score with the bat, but um, yeah, how did you find the the ball was coming out on last week? No, yeah, it was a, it was a difficult week. We had you know a lot of chopping and changing, um, and then lost the toss. So it didn't have the best conditions. Um, I actually thought, yeah, we bowled really well, and uh, Diz and Rhino said that after the game, we we made as much of a fist of it that we could. We were probably under par still, um, even though we had a couple of late partnerships in our batting. But yeah, the way that we bowled, I thought we were really. Um, really, really good. And uh, unfortunately, I, I guess it was about trying to take, you know, a few more early wickets to put them under some run rate pressure uh, and manufacture a result that way. But um, yeah, I mean, when the chips were down, I thought we uh, got around each other and bowled really well, got together and just executed pretty well. So um, yeah, I mean, they're always going to take down um, one of our bowlers. Uh, and unfortunately, that was maybe some of the spin that we bowled. But yeah, to, to be fair, like defending that total um, in the conditions we were faced with, I thought we 
made a really good fist of it. Now, Harry, I know you've been doing a bit of extra fitness work with uh, Warwick Raymond uh, down at uh, Edwardstown, mate. Do you want to just share with us uh, some of the things you, you do there? Because it's, it's obviously very noticeable that um, your fitness has developed uh, significantly. Uh, what, what are the sort of things that Warwick's getting you to do, putting you through your paces? Yeah, so around June and July, it was more trying to build an aerobic base, so um, a bit more of an engine. Um, and, and in terms of like running mechanics and uh, 200s, 400s, um, so it was like running technique um, and mechanics. And then throughout the season, it's more about uh, managing my uh, fitness in terms of hip mobility, um, squatting and uh, glute uh, fitness. So uh, some of the basic stuff, protecting your side from side strain, um, and then there's an upper mobility and a sorry an upper limb and a lower limb program that he's got, um, and then it's lots of conditioning as well. So you know, outside of bowling, you don't want to be running kilometres and kilometres um, day after day, as you know. So it's more stuff on bikes, rowers, um, boxing, uh, and, and and that kind of thing. But yeah, I think the main thing that underpins all of that is just like you know reinvesting in yourself. And um, as you know, Diz, and as you've said, it's it's about um, your physique and your physical health is paramount as a quick. So I guess the change from this year to last year was that, you know, that was just overemphasised. And, um, yeah, for it to have some benefits or rewards on the field is, is obviously proof that it works. So, um, yeah, that, he's been great. He's a he's a wonderful trainer and um, a really nice guy as well. What have you found those key changes to your, or keep those help, um, improvements in your game as a result of all that work? What have you found that to be out in the field? I think just, just uh, you know, mentally... Um, you know, you're a lot clearer when you're fitter and also you're making better decisions, but it gives you the best, uh, also, you know, physically gives you the best opportunity to bowl as fast as you can for as long as you can throughout a day. Um, obviously, the rigors and demands of four-day cricket are a lot different to white ball. So, um, yeah, I guess you can you can times all of those demands by four, really, by the way that the, the game is a four-day game. So, yeah, it's just about um, longer-lasting endurance um, and being as powerful and mobile over four days, you know, on day four as you were on day one as much as you can. Obviously, that's not always possible. But, um, yeah, enduring that kind of power and force is, is exactly what we try and train. Well, it sounds like that's been very worthwhile and I might actually need to go and see Warwick myself for a bit of fitness training. <laughs> <laughs> Too much sitting behind a desk for me. But, um, <laughs> mate, you play, you, you play your local Premier Cricket at uh, Glenelg, which is obviously a hugely successful um, local side now. Played in the T20 final, unfortunately didn't get the result, but uh, managed to qualify for the one-day final again against West Torrens. No doubt you're looking forward to extracting some revenge should you obviously uh, be playing that game depending on your Redback schedule, but uh, exciting to, to play in another final again? No, absolutely. And as you say, hopefully you try and get one back on those guys. They played really well in the T20 on Adelaide Oval. We were super disappointing. Um, but as you say, yeah, funnily enough, we're up against... Um, the old enemy, I guess, and we've got a rich rivalry uh, between the two clubs. But yeah, I think I think you know we we pride ourselves on being um, one of the strongest and deepest clubs in terms of uh, non non contracted players. So hopefully those guys can turn up on the twenty fifth and play really well at Karen Roth Noble. Mate, uh, great to have you on the show today. Did you want to? You, you're a bit of an impressions man. Did you want to leave us with any uh, with any thoughts from from one of your one of your great? Um, who's it? Bumble that you do an impression of. Yeah, absolutely, man. He can sign off before I uh, let you guys out. Uh, <laughs> uh, wonderful to have a chat here on the Sucker Show. Uh, Harry Conway signing off. Good night, all. <laughs> 
Thank you, Harry. I don't think I need to really say brilliant. anything more after that. But... <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> great, great to have no you on. Great to have you on, mate. And uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks, Jens. Thank you very much. Thanks, Harry. That was Harry Conway of the Redbacks, our night watchman. Great to chat to him. Good character. One of those, we've, we've, I mean, we've done a best blokes 11, but yeah. one of those great people to have around the squad, no doubt. Yeah, he's good fun, Harry. He's quirky, and uh, but he's, he's worked incredibly hard. That's why I asked that question about um, his fitness. He's, he's doing that off his own back. That's on top of all the work he does at the Sacker. So yeah. he's, he's putting the yards in, and he's getting rewarded because he's, he's able to bowl – uh, bowl better for longer and uh, so there's proofs in the pudding yeah absolutely well uh, it's been a massive show today thank you Diz for coming back on it's been a few weeks since we last had yeah. you so can't wait to have you on again before the end of the season no looking worries. forward to that good good luck for your next uh, SA fixtures against Queensland thanks very much mate. so Wednesday down at yes. Karen Rotten Oval so get Wednesday at Cairo and yeah. then Friday the Shield game starts at Adelaide Oval yes that's right so lots of cricket to, uh, for our members and, and fans to enjoy this, this weekend so uh, next week will be a huge show we'll wrap up all the Redbacks action our SA Scorpions are in action this week as well to wrap up their season in New South Wales so lots and lots of cricket to talk about can't wait to have you with us on the Sack of Cricket show next week see you then